0: Mm, 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 mm. Um, <coughs> no, I'm pretty hard. <coughs> <But> sorry.
1: <laughs> Just making noises back at you.
0: <laughs> Ignore me. I thought you're humping your desk. Oh, I've missed you, baby. Oof. Oh, I love a nice desk. Ikea. Bend Oof. over and take it, you Swedish bint. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Okay, I've finished it in crackers. That was genius. Sponsored by Ikea. <laughs> Please send us free furniture.
0: <laughs> A whole new world. A whole new world. A new fantastic point of view.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Did I hit all the right notes? Are you, uh, hmm, it depends what key you were trying to go for. <laughs> if you were trying to go for no fucking key, then yeah, nailed it. <laughs>
0: So it's Disney week. It's Disney week, isn't it?
1: That's our topic this week. It's fucking Disney. Um, that was genius. And with a third attempt, we've managed to get the intro right. Wow.
0: Mm, right? Was it?
1: <laughs> I'm assuming I'm going to cut the first bit out. And if I do, the first time we started, I started singing a not Disney song. Uh, the second time I had a brain fart and just started singing the Small World Disney Tour <laughs> from Euro Disney Ride third time i took that responsibility yeah
0: i took responsibility for it. it's the type of guy i am sam
1: anyway yes it's disney week on <laughs> that was genius the little history podcast in which stupid jokes and bad accents reign as two friends and well we like to call ourselves historians but
0: <laughs> meh, on different
1: sides of the world surprise each other with a history story on a topic each week and this week's topic is disney films isn't it tom disney films and fairy tales yeah yeah
0: disney films absolutely And did you have a good time?
1: I have had the best time this week. This is a topic that really holds a place dear to my heart, Tom, because as you might know, I'm a quarter German. And my German grandmother, when I was growing up, had a beautiful book of fairy tales. In the bedside cupboard of the room where the grandkids slept. Oh, it was wonderful, Tom. It was wonderful. A beautiful book of fairy tales. Unfortunately they were the original versions of the Brothers Grimm yeah, fairy tales great. and gave us all incredible PTSD
0: for their absolute brutality and murderous uh, intent. Brilliant, aren't they? Yep. They're awesome. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like when you reread a bit of Roald Dahl, that gets dark in places, doesn't
1: it? Oh, these fairy tales. I mean, dear God, you can see why Germany started two world wars if their kids' <laughs> stories are like that. <laughs> yep, yeah, very much so. Jesus wet. Everybody dies. It puts Chekhov in the shade. If you think Russian literature is depressing, Christ read a German fairy tale. I love
0: it. I love it. What's Hans Christian Andersen like? Is He's not quite as dark. Oh, lovely guy. Very nice guy. Makes an excellent sponge. Yeah, it makes an excellent sponge cake. Yeah, because <laughs> The Little Mermaid, that's Hans Christian Andersen, isn't it? Because there's a sculpture of The Little Mermaid in Copenhagen. Well,
1: The Little Mermaid's one of these, like most fairy tales. Uh, it's kind of come from a great oral tradition. I think there are, there are two versions of it. Yeah. Oh, there are several versions, in fact, of it, because the, the Brothers Grimm also did a version of The Little Mermaid. Oh, did they? Yeah.
0: There you go. Das
1: Schweizer Mermäden! <laughs> in German. <laughs> Or as it's uh, it properly known in German, kind of U-Boat, lady! <laughs> <laughs> the little mermaid, she must have blonde hair <laughs> and blue eyes, and she must be six <laughs> foot tall, including her tail. And she fires the torpedoes out of the little boobies and sinks the <laughs> Allied shipping. Oh, it's a story all the kids
0: can get involved in. <laughs> and the songs! Oh. I don't know what to say to that, Sam, the image of the little mermaid shooting... <laughs> I don't think anyone's gone there before I think that's a world's first
1: And when Ursula, she puts a curse on her And she says, oh well you can have legs But we have ways of making you not talk (laughs) It's just beautiful I love it It's a classic (laughs) German fairy tale
0: Have you watched a lot of Disney films Sam?
1: I I watched all of
0: them when I was a kid
1: I haven't watched any of the new ones Because I don't like ruining my childhood memories Post Aladdin, are we talking? Yeah, kind of post post Lion King, really, or maybe post Hercules at a
0: push. Oh yeah, Hercules was well out of my era. Excellent. So you've enjoyed doing your research. Yeah, I have. How have you found it? Oh, I've Sam. I've had the time of my life, and um, I've never and felt this way before. You, and I owe it all to you, And I owe it all to you. Oh, sorry. I oh, have done it again. I always jump on your jokes. That's all right, Sam. Because it was a, it was a deliberate joke, leading towards something. You've watched Dirty Dancing, haven't you? Of course, you have. You're a culture. you cultured, I have you're a cultured dirty chap. It's actually a very good film, isn't yeah. it? It's a great film. Do you know the chap that plays Baby's Dad? Is is an actor called Jerry Orbach. Have a guess mm. which character from a Disney film Jerry Orbach voices. Oh, This is now I'm twatting you with my fact stick right now. <laughs> I am twatting you with the left and the right cheek and the Does he play the genie in Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. No? No, no. No, wrong. He was less fond of cocaine, by all accounts, than the chap who played (laughs) Aladdin. It's Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Be my guest. Be my guest. Listen to my podcast for the rest. (laughs) Of your life, life. <laughs> It's got innuendo Cock jokes, it's got bad accents so they're the best Be my guest <laughs> Be- <laughs> Oh shit My doorbell's going, one second Oh, who's at the door? How dare you interrupt me while I'm recording a podcast Bloody Jehovah's Witnesses I don't know why Sam turned into Prince Charles I like Mortal trains and Bicep curls. My name's Sam. It's not back yet. Probably squeezing in a few extra bicep curls. Sorry about that. No, wo- Very no rude worries, of me.
1: no worries. Who was that? That was the postman. Did he have anything to deliver? Uh, no, no, that's why he rang the doorbell. Did you,
0: <laughs> did, you say, did you? say, wait, wait a minute, Mr. Postman? Whoa. Wait,
1: hey, 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 Mr. Postman. No. Mr.
0: Postman, got you. Anyway. No,
1: because every time I do that, he slaps me brutally
0: around the face and says, no, not again. There you go. Every morning. Every fucking morning. I've had a word with a milkman as well, and he's pissed off with it. Okay. Can you stop? Can you stop serenading regular visitors to your door? Absolutely.
1: I mean, the window cleaner. <laughs> yeah. He gets it. He's seen some
0: things, has not he? <laughs> he has. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I don't mind me <laughs> fucking my desk. Don't mind me. <laughs> or oh, when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> Done with the drawers, both of us. Right, let's get on with it. <laughs> oh,
1: this is chaos, and I'm loving it. <laughs> It'll be a great episode. Right, Tom, where were we? I think we should flip something, Tom, and, and then discuss, go deeper and deeper into the world of Disney. I like it. Which it turns out, it's a really horrible place when you look behind the uh, yes, look behind the castle. By all accounts, yes, Mr. Walt Disney was a bit of a twat. Yes. <laughs> And fortunately, we're broadcasting from the UK, where you can't libel the dead. So fuck you, Disney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you going to flip? Well, Tom, today I thought we've been gradually getting less and less noisy with our flips, which I think is a shame because oh, f- have really,
0: you got this a
1: isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that, Tom, because today we're flipping a tambourine. A tambourine. All right, no again.
0: Hey, all right, you got your tambourine. Hey, hey. It's hey. Liam,
1: you fucker, all's the one who would talent to oh, write sorry. songs. Oh,
0: don't look back at anger, mate. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're not Morris dancing? Are you sure that isn't the sound of you Morris dancing round your room? <laughs> All around my room,
1: I shall fuck a little desk. <laughs> Stick my willy in it while sitting on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we're going to have to leave that bit at the start of the podcast, aren't
0: we? <laughs> Too many links back to yeah.
1: <laughs> right, so well. Yes, I've got a tambourine, Tom. Ooh. I've got a tambourine. Look at me go. Look at my neighbours smiling at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you? they got... like genuinely smiling at you. <laughs>
1: No, I can't see them, but it's relatively early in the morning. Here. Why is your ta- why have you got a
0: tambourine in your office?
1: Um, I I found it in a cupboard the other day. I found it when I was Which cleaning up. Which begs the next my- question:
0: <laughs> What was a tambourine doing in your cupboard?
1: Um, no comment, officer.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Fair enough. You haven't you haven't been like I don't know performing a one man band in Narnia, have you? Yeah, I have. I've been doing a one man monologue. <laughs> it's a piece of conceptual theatre. The Fawns love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Centaurs aren't so bothered, but the fauns love it.
1: Okay, which side of the tambourine would you like, Tom? Would you like the side with the with the, the top of the tambourine, or the side with the bells?
0: Uh, uh, bells. I'll go with bells, please.
1: You'll go with bells. Okay. I'm hoping this isn't an anticlimax.
0: Well, I've said that a few times before.
1: And with that, it's over. Uh, she said that too. You've won, Tom. Which side would you like? Which side would I like? What, are we flipping it again? Oh, no. Is that me winning? Winning who can choose first? <laughs> that was you winning and me rigging the
0: election. <laughs> <Does> it- <laughs> uh, would, would you like to go first or second, Tom? I'm going to go first. Okay, okay. Right. I'm going to talk about Dumbo. Oh, shit. What just happened? I think my nose My nose <laughs> just got a bit bigger. Uh, no, sorry, Sam. I'm gonna, this week, I'm going to talk about Lion King. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck! my nose has got a little bit longer where's again. this going <laughs> yeah. oh this week, i think i'll talk about aladdin <laughs> oh my god my nose is about three foot long sam i tell a <laughs> lie i'm gonna be talking about pinocchio Ooh. oh there we go oh
1: there you go there i don't want to shit on your chips tom but you know that you started off with dumbo the only other disney character with an unusually long nose I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) I suppose you're right. It's not worth redoing, but I do want to make you feel small.
0: (laughs) Well, my nose. You've got to do better than that if you want to make my nose feel small, Sam. (laughs) I've always been rather proud of my large nose. It's quite Romanesque, isn't it? It is. All the better to smell people with. (laughs) And conquer them. Conquer them with your conk. Yeah, would (laughs) conquer them. Yeah, it would look good on a
1: coin, wouldn't it, my nose? It would look good on a coin, mm. and one day when you rule the world—and God willing, you will—that'll <laughs> be minted on all the coins. Yep, absolutely. I it's not sometimes your face, just your
0: nose. just my, just, my, just, my, just, my, just my snout. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about Pinocchio, which is fascinating, actually, Sam. It is fascinating. So th- let's see what your Disney film knowledge is like, Sam. How many films have been made before Pinocchio by Disney? How many feature uh, films, ooh. animated feature
1: films? we're going to be guessing here because my disney knowledge is not great. My postman ironically who I just had to run out the door and stop the podcast for a second to grab the mail from, massive disney fan. He goes to disney conventions and he goes to disney world about 3 4 times a year. Does he
0: come dressed as the genie?
1: <laughs> he grants me wishes and my wishes are usually utility bills. Uh, I'm a man of simple <laughs> taste, Tom. Pinocchio. Oh, I'm going to say it's the I'm going to say it's the
0: third. It's the second actually, Sam. Oh, it's the second. Oh. And what year would you would you guess?
1: I would guess now, I know that Disney were making films before World War II, so I'm going to guess 1937, 38.
0: It was actually 1940. 1937. Oh! Yeah, 1937 was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which was which, the which f- was first one. Which was the first one. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Damn, you, I'm giving myself some respect for my guesses. Yeah. They weren't too far no, out. No, very
0: good. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, just briefly, as we know, is a brother's Grimm. Here's some interesting facts for you. I, I didn't actually deliberately research this. I just stumbled across it and thought it was very interesting. The dwarves were first given names in 1912 for a Broadway musical of Snow White. And their <laughs> names were Blick, Flick, Glick, Snick, Plick, Wick and Key. I don't know what Key <laughs> did wrong, maybe to, you know, to stand out. But anyway, they were their names. Even more interesting still, Sam, when the producers of the Snow White film for Disney were trying to decide upon the seven names for their dwarves, they had a short list of 50 potentials. And guess what, Sam? Go on. I've got those 50 potentials in front of me right now. Shit, they're there. This is like... Um, How quickly can you get through them? Oh, we. we get, this is going to take up at least half an hour of this podcast, because these <laughs> are brilliant, Sam. These are brilliant. Go let, on. Let me go through them. Go on. Silly. Not so good. Yep. Sappy. Uh, scrappy. Taken. Snappy. Presumably... Interesting. Yeah, just but had a bad temperament. Just a bit of a dick. Yeah, a yeah. bit moody having a bad day yeah all right all right snappy far out cool i was only asking if you wanted a cup of tea snoopy
1: yeah also taken yeah
0: goopy which yeah sounds a bit yucky doesn't it sounds a bit like a seepage from an orifice
1: does spunky appear later in the list (laughs) i bet he does i bet he does spunky
0: did you say spunky (laughs) there's a gloomy Gasby, it was presumably I don't know. Gasby, yeah.
1: asthmatic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was thinking asthmatic, or <laughs> he's had a
1: tracheectomy. He's <laughs> just a chain smoker. Oh, Snow White, I'm going out to work today. It's out pit. Got black lung,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> Gasby, it's the only way we'll eat. <laughs> There's Gabby. Gabby, alright, <laughs> oh, Gabby, Gabby the dwarf, likes to be known oh, as Gabs. Blabby just won't shut up. Yeah. Flabby just fat. Yeah. Just a fat dwarf. We well, just won't stop eating. Yeah. Yep. Crabby similar to snappy, I think. Crabby and snappy. Yep. <laughs> Itchy. Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> so there's cranky, crabby and snappy. There's lazy. Good. Dizzy. That rascal. Dippy. Who? Who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Deeply dippy. But your Spanish eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra smile. Legs that go off for miles and miles. <laughs> I'm going to twat you with my fact stick again. Do it. Right right. Said Fred. Yeah. Pretty shit band. You know, a bit of a one-hit wonder. They actually had a number one in the US. Did they? They did. They're, they're up there with the Beatles, George Michael, you know, Queen. Lots of these big, big musical artists just having number ones in the States. There's Dumpy. You're not going to tell me what it is? Oh, it must have been I'm Too Sexy, surely. Well, yeah, I don't know.
1: I thought this was your fact stick, but I only feel like I've been tickled rather than twatted. I need more, Tom.
0: I need more. I, OK, right. It was I'm Too Sexy that was number one in the States. Anyway. There we go. There you go. Where did I get up to? Dumpy, dirty, deafy. <laughs> Dumpy and dirty. Dumpy and dirty, yeah. We've all met that girl. Um, <laughs>
1: Um, oh, that's also the first time I met Crabby
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dirty <laughs> Daffy Daffy Doleful yep. doleful. Presumably one who's full of the dole <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He's the same one
0: as Wheezy <laughs> <laughs> Can't work because a Black look. Can't possibly work today Can't possibly work uh, Woeful Wistful <laughs> Soulful do you like good music? I was kind of imagining
1: a James Brown dwarf Ow!
0: to work we go That's soulful There's helpful, awful, graceful, tearful Tubby, similar to Dumpy Weepy, Wheezy And then there was Sneezy Wheezy was also one. Sneezy Weezy. Sneezy Weezy, which ended yeah. up being a Teletubby, I think. <laughs> Sniffy. Puffy, who's hyperallergenic. <laughs> S- Stuffy, who can't work out how to turn the radiators off. Uh, Strutty, who's the dwarf with the long legs. So he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's the one yeah. in the one uh, in uh, heels. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. I'm Strutty. Shorty. <laughs> uh, Shifty. <laughs> Shifty the dwarf. <laughs> Hey, hey, do you want a watch? Do you want to buy a watch? I've got a watch for you. Hey, I've got this investment. you would
1: love it. Because I've only got a tiny coat. It's only got one watch in it. But... <laughs> also, Shorty. I mean, if you're dealing with seven dwarfs, the one who gets Shorty must really be... No, actually, Shorty's going to be the abnormally tall dwarf, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's
0: going to be the one that isn't actually a dwarf.
1: It's just a person. <laughs> it's just Dave.
0: Don't <laughs> no, no, Dave. No, 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 no. Shifty, Thrifty. I liked Thrifty. Good with money. Yeah. The dwarf that's good with money. Nifty. Nertsy. I don't even know what... <laughs>
1: I think that's just saying Nazi in a Newcastle accent, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, yeah. Nazi the dwarf like. He's a bit of
1: a Nertsy. A
0: bit of a him. <laughs> I. You should see him on the Friday night across the town. Go stepping,
1: dirty little Nazi <laughs> like. Keep going, because this is taking time, and I'm thoroughly enjoying
0: it. But- there's there's hotsey. Bouch wow Four Yeah, four <laughs> joined up with Who was the other one we had? <laughs> dirty Dumpy yeah, Dirty Dumpy Hotsey. <laughs> there's, hung, there's Hungry <laughs> Dirty Dumpy and her mate And I've Hot-C. got an even better one Hickey There's a hickey here So oh. Oh, yeah, imagine Dirty Dumpy with a hickey <laughs> Crabby Dirty Dumpy with a hickey There's Hoppy <laughs> the, the, the one with one leg Oh <laughs> <laughs> the poor
1: the poor dwarf or a delicious malty flavor <laughs> <laughs> the craft brew dwarf <laughs> hey hey tom bet he owns a micro brewery hey! Hey!
0: excellent oh dear.
1: disability's not funny kids
0: yes this episode is just going to consist of 50, 50 <laughs> possible names for dwarves there's jumpy jaunty chesty Mm, presumably that was the female one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Friend of Hotsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a busty there, unfortunately. There's, busy, yeah. <laughs> there's Call me childish, <laughs> Sam, but I quite like this one. Burpee. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been a pleasure to voice, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: Burpee the the, the dwarf. This is a peak of my goddamn career. I'm Burpee the Dwarf in a feature film. Fucks me. Just imagine some washed-up
1: voice actor in a bar sixty years later, just sitting in a corner, just telling any anyone who'll listen to him how he played Burpee. I used to be able to belch the house down, kids. You think you can burp you got no idea. They called me the human foghorn. and I'll tell you for what. 102.3 decibels. It was a world record. a world record. And now look at me! A bum. A bum dump. I can't even I can't even do it on demand anymore. My wife left me. All I'm doing is sitting at home in the evening, scratching my balls and burping to myself, quietly. <laughs>
0: quietly. Oh dear.
1: Well done, sir. Sp- well, nobody's <laughs> spare a thought <God> for burping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a new character is introduced.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a really long <laughs> podcast because I'm not editing any of this. It's Comedy Gold.
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> so a new, a new entrant into the into the, that was genius Hall of Fame is Burpee the Dwarf, <laughs> as he walks up on stage and shakes the hand of the guilty I dragon. I used to be
1: a star. I used to be a star. I headlined with Elmer McCurdy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my jaw's hurting. <laughs> oh. Well,
1: it's funny because the next dwarf is called Blowy.
0: <laughs> it's a <called> Farty. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the next in line, so I have my jaw here? <laughs> there's more. Was, was Baldy. There was Baldy. And then this one I thought was weird. Two to go. Yeah. Penultimate one. Biggie Wiggy. Sounds a bit like a hip-hop <laughs> artist, doesn't it? it? It does. Biggie Wiggy the dwarf. Just to be sort of... And Fiddy, best friend of Thrifty. <laughs>
1: I imagine Biggie Wiggy's like a little baby dressed as a CEO.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Like bigwig, but childified. I like. I like what you did there. Love it. And the last one is Big O Ego. I don't know. What? Big, yeah, big o ego? Big o ego?
1: Big o ego. Yeah, th- yeah, well, I can't see why he got cut.
0: Yeah, big o ego. Not really very catchy, is it?
1: No, it's a bit of an anticlimax, frankly.
0: And um, I thought up a couple of other good ones that I was disappointed weren't on the list. I can't remember what they are now with all the good. Laughter. I can't,
1: Yeah, because 50 isn't enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what yeah I was fuck gonna it. Say. Roll with some more, Tom. Angry. Th-
1: and here's another 30 <laughs>
0: that I came up
1: with. Here's my list. <laughs>
0: Ahem. I thought Hangry would be good. Oh, yeah, I like that. The Angry Hungry Dwarf, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the other ones. Though. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I think this has gone on for way too long. Right. <laughs> Pinocchio. Let's get on with Pinocchio, which is where I started... Uh, A about... good 35 minutes ago. Yeah, 35 <laughs> minutes. That's what I was looking at, yeah. So, it won two Academy Awards. A few little facts about the film. It won two Academy Awards, both for musical reasons, so there they they were two awards that were to do with the music, it was originally a box office disaster, uh, but made money when it was reissued in 1945, and you can probably guess why that was, largely because it just couldn't access the European Asian market because of the war, uh, Second World War. Interestingly, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night is a film that was made in 1987, which was a massive failure. <laughs> yeah, Sam, a massive. the massive, Emperor of the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a Pinocchio horror film. Yeah, I know it does sound it does. And do you know who who voiced Emperor of the Night, Sam? The Emperor of the Night? Well, you know, <clears throat> I, 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 to be honest, that's a pretty difficult question. There's quite a lot of people who were acting <laughs> in Hollywood at the time. It's James Earl Jones,
1: really. Yeah. Do you know what? I was I was actually going to guess James Earl Jones. Fuck off,
0: you were. Yeah. Why? Because it,
1: because it reminded me of
0: Darth Vader. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Sam, because that's what I was gonna I was gonna go on to a few little. Oh man, I'm gonna get my twat stick. I'm gonna get my fat stick out and twat you with it again. Do you know what James Earl Jones's first ever film was? Ooh, James um, Annie. <laughs> yes Doctor Strangelove <laughs> He was in Doctor Strangelove Fuck off Was he Yeah he was in Doctor Strange. I should know that Because it's one
1: of my favourite In fact it is my favourite film If you
0: look at his filmography He's in a lot of films This guy James Earl Jones uh, You know Obviously oh, Darth Vader I need to look that back Because I absolutely love Doctor Strangelove Yeah There you go As ah. you know He was the voice of Darth Vader What other famous voices Has he, um, has he been Sam Bear in mind We've got um, Disney as the theme
1: Yes Oh shit What was he Uh, I do know this but it's on the edge of my tongue put me on my misery
0: Mufasa yes from The Lion King yep Disney sued the makers of this film but were unsuccessful because Pinocchio was already in the public domain why was it already in the public domain Sam that's because it's a book from 1883 ah The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi an Italian chap I'm not actually going to spend too long talking about the Disney film because we've all watched it We, we know what it involves The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, 1883. It was originally published as a serial in a very long-running Italian children's magazine, and it started in 1881. It was stopped after 15 chapters, but due to popular demand, it got restarted, and it went for another 21 chapters. And it finished in 1883, and it was put together and published into a book. Interestingly, an incredibly successful book. It's the world's most translated book other than religious books. It's been translated into wow. something like 300 different languages. It's a really, really well read book. Bigger than Potter? Possibly bigger than Beatrix Potter.
1: I meant Harry. <laughs> but, but yes.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, possibly so. I mean, this is just a statistic I read online, a fact I read online. It could be wrong. The internet would never lie Tom. Why would the internet lie? But regardless, it's a very popular book. Carlo Collodi, who was originally a political satirist, journalist, he wrote Pinocchio as a bit of an allegorical story filled with moral messages, and um, I listened to the first 15 chapters of this this week. But It's basically a bit of a how not to behave as a little boy. So it's a sort of story of how to behave properly as a little boy. Listen, listen to your elders, do as you're told, don't be a fool, those sort of messages. Prior to Disney, it was actually made into a number of films, Pinocchio. In 1911, there was a, a groundbreaking 45-minute silent film by an Italian filmmaker called Giulo and Tamoro, Julio and There you go. You can cut out my first attempt. No, nope. <laughs> nope nope <laughs> Julio and which you can actually see online. It's been, I think, ten or twenty years ago. It was, it was rediscovered and made into a film. Uh, they found the original um, the reels. tapes. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original reels. That's right. It is quite weird. So I did watch a little bit of it. It's very weird. <laughs> it's it's very much. You watch it and it has that feel of one of these very early movies. Mm. In 1932, there was a Japanese movie made about Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Sorry, were you being were you being P- <laughs> were you being racially <laughs> insensitive, Sam? Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, I... Yes. Uh, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yes. Japanese movie. was right. Also in the 1930s, an Italian studio attempted to make the story into a full-length cell animated feature film, which would have been the first in the world. So it would have been before Snow White. However, it wasn't ah. completed, and the majority of it is now lost. There's just a few sort of freeze... a few frames that you can see. And... That's obviously only shortly before Disney took it up and made it.
1: Yes, now, yeah.
0: Now, I don't want to go into too much detail regarding the story because it's about four and a half hours long, the audiobook. I found the audiobook online and it's... <laughs> much like the episode of the podcast <laughs> that are, you're <laughs> currently listening to, dear audience. Four hours of which is us laughing at dwarves. But I did listen to the original 15 chapters, as I mentioned. And it is just a fun children's book and it is actually very good. There's some good gags, Sam, by the way. One of my favourite ones is there's a character called Master Cherry the carpenter, and he asks Mr. Geppetto, when Mr. Geppetto comes round to his house, what brought you here? To which Mr. Geppetto replies, my legs. Which I thought was very good. Yeah, I thought that was good. I may, They crack me up. Eh?
1: At which point the carpenter Mr. Cherry said, oh, don't be a dick, Geppetto. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's not, but yeah. Stop being a twat.
1: It's like when you put your hand up and say in school and go, Miss, can I go to the toilet? And she says, I don't know, can you?
0: Uh, well, I used to get my own back on teachers. Yeah, well, I just did under my desk. What we used to do is we used to pull our trouser legs up round our knee and uh, then parade around class. And then the teacher would say, pull your trousers down. And we would look at her and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure you should be saying that. So there's a talking cricket, but Pinocchio kills him early on in the book by throwing a hammer at him. But the cricket does come back <laughs> to <laughs> haunt <laughs> Nokia and give him some good advice. So you can see where the, the idea of Jiminy Cricket comes from. <laughs> give
1: him some good advice. Don't throw hammers at crickets, yeah. you're not.
0: Also, Yeah, especially talking ones. They're quite rare.
1: They are quite rare. Yeah,
0: I've never come across one. Be
1: a lot of value on eBay.
0: Yeah. The horrible Stromboli in the film is actually based on a character called the Fire Eater, or Mangia Foucault. Man who eats Foucault's. I You are fluent in Italian. I forgot that. <laughs> I'm not fucking fluent in Italian. I can... <laughs> Order in
1: restaurants and flirt appallingly badly. Go on, then. Which I only learned to do from Duolingo. Go on, then.
0: Imagine I'm a beautiful Italian broad, Sam. That's flirt with you With me. a nose like that,
1: Tom, it's not too difficult.
0: <laughs> flirt with you in Italian. OK. No, Sam, hold on. I would look like Brian May if I dressed up as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm a beautiful <laughs> Italian lady. Uh, do
1: you want to hear some authentic duolingo to Italian flirting, yeah. which I'm probably going to get wrong? Be with it. Uh, Scusi, hai una mappa perché perso sono i occhi? Something like that. What the fuck are you talking about? Which doesn't, because I definitely got it wrong because I'm under pressure, means, excuse me, do you have a map because I'm lost in your eyes? Oh, that's charming. Scusi, hai una mappa perché perso i tuo occhi? Have you ever, yeah, have you ever used you that, Sam?
0: No and, <laughs> I think as far as Italian flirting goes That's very subtle
1: Usually you just show me your meatballs Tom You just <laughs> you show me
0: your meatballs Give him a kiss Eh hey, How you like that eh? Huh? No
1: I Shut up at your face I got a nice
0: scooter in town huh? You jump on the back of my scooter <laughs> We go via the Coliseum Which is odd Because we live in
1: Venice Which is many miles away <laughs> <laughs> It's but about I... a nine hour round trip Are you
0: okay with that? But I like <laughs> the look of your face eh? I go on a long journey with you <laughs> <laughs> So the original book ends with Pinocchio actually being hung in a tree by a mischievous cat and fox. And the two animals get fed up of watching Pinocchio struggling for laugh. breath. <laughs> that they leave him before he's dead. So that's how the book finishes, talking about dark fairy tales. It's a
1: shit ending, isn't it?
0: There are lots of other very colourful characters in the book, lots of adventures. And then this is the point at which Popular Demand, the magazine, continued on with the story. And so there are lots more interesting adventures that Pinocchio goes on with fairies and talking animals and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's basically a good, fun children's book with an underlying message that foolish children will come to no good and you should always listen to your elders and, and be well-behaved. A last little bit about Pinocchio, Sam, the adventures of Buratino. You like your Soviet history. Have you heard of Buratino?
1: I have heard of Buratino.
0: Yeah. yes. So And you presumably then know that Burrutino is based on Pinocchio. Mm. So Buratino was written, it's a children's book, it was written by Alexei Nikolaevich Tolstoy in 1936, not to be mixed up with Leo Tolstoy of um, War and Peace fame. Very, very good as a doorstop. Have you read War and
1: Peace? I've tried. I've never built up the courage. <laughs> I love Russian literature, but I just can't I can't do War and Peace. Too it's long. too much
0: for me. Too long. Is it quite hard to read or is it just the sheer volume? it's uh, both. <laughs> Fair enough. There's also a Count Alexei Konstantinov- Konstantinovich Tolstoy, who's a poet, novelist and playwright. Yeah, so the Tolstoys were just a very old noble Russian family. There you go, twat you with my fat stick again. This book was based on Kolody's Pinocchio,
1: but made for Soviet Russia.
0: Yes, for Russia, for Russia.
1: Every time Pinocchio tell lie, a decadent Western lie, he go to gulag
0: <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> And we kill his family members.
1: Geppetto goes to see Carpenter, but Carpenter has been taken away for having a Western decadent job. Nobody needs chair in Soviet Union. You
0: sit on floor. And you queue. You queue for the floor. You queue to sit on the floor. You queue to use legs. (laughs) So this, Buratino, is made into four films and or programmes in the time since it was written in the 1930s. And get this, Sam. Oh, my God. I'm just going to get my fact stick out again, and I'm going to twat you oh, with it. Oh, Tom. 1993, Tom. it was the basis of a video game that was the first graphic adventure computer game released after the fall of the Soviet Union. Twat. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I feel completely Pentium 486. Boom. Mankia of this is good, is called Karabas Barabas in the Russian version Kadabas Badabas and here you go Sam I'm getting my fact stick back out and I'm going to twat you in the gut oh, with it this time god why don't you just just stop Tom I'm already dead I've been twatted so hard with
1: your fax leave fact it stick. I'm not worth it
0: TOS-1 a Soviet multiple rocket launcher with 24 barrels on a tank chassis
1: we've got a long way from Pinocchio suddenly <laughs>
0: haven't we? you wait first used in the Soviet-Afghan war was nicknamed Buratino because of how it looked there you oh. go so that's it Sam, that's that's my wow. that's my delve into Pinocchio, the history of Pinocchio. How does that how is that?
1: Oh, Tom, I would be lying if I said I wasn't impressed. I'm not impressed. Oop, there goes my nose. Oh Yes. No, I love that. I've, I was, I'm was, i fascinated by it. I kind of knew that Pinocchio was was an, originally an Italian comic book to ward off bad behaviour. I didn't realise the full story of it. Yeah. Or indeed the 50 dwarves. Or indeed Soviet rocket launchers. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful collection of segues we've had.
0: I know. When I was researching this, Sam, I realised I wasn't doing anything thoroughly. I was going for a very broad no, brushstroke.
1: What, what I realised, Tom, is that you just went onto Wikipedia and just clicked... I don't know. <laughs> you click story of the day four days in a row. Next, and next, somehow, managed, next. somehow managed to string them together into some kind of vague narrative.
0: Oh, dear. Excellent. It was, this is a very I'm broad stroke. Impressed. Very broad stroke, this one. It is a very broad stroke indeed. <laughs> Hopefully none of our listeners have had a broad stroke listening to it. Right. <laughs> did that work, is it? No, it didn't really, did it? So, so, come on then, Sam. That's my bit over and done with. I've got to go to bed soon. Good. Your bit. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go to bed, I'll just talk to myself for the next 10 minutes So Tom, I'm going to talk to you today about the true and terrible tale of Sleeping Beauty
0: Ooh,
1: Everyone's favourite, an absolute classic I didn't actually bother to do too much research into the Disney side of this As I've got no idea whether it was the 15th or the 5th film they made Because I absolutely love the original story of this Because it's horrendous, Tom Even by the standards of fairy tales Which, before the age of Disney, were Fucking brutal. This is bad. It's a bad, bad story. Yeah, I think I know a little
0: bit about it.
1: (laughs) Well, join in. So, as with a lot of very old fairy tales, there are are a few versions of Sleeping Beauty kind of knocking around in in, in various different traditions, various different languages. And a few details change between them, which is really common, obviously, among fairy tales and, and folklore, because it was an oral tradition. So every time the story was told, it changed slightly one thing that does unite all of these stories is that they are all absolutely horrible and poor <laughs> Sleeping Beauty Sleeping Beauty is not kissed by Prince Charming so much as horribly assaulted and impregnated in her sleep oh. by some absolute King Canute
0: <laughs> oh by, by King Canute?
1: no by some absolute King Canute I'm, I'm using oh. the word Canute oh, because it sounds a bit there. like yeah got ya yeah. like F-C-U-K you, you, yes or C-N-U-T Did you know, Tom, this is an interesting aside that I did discover today. Did you know there's an official classification system for
0: fairy tales? I did come across that. I didn't look into it, but I did stumble across that. But do tell more. Yeah,
1: because it sounds a bit ridiculous, but actually it is sort of quite important for tracking when and where all of these stories came from in the thousands of years of human storytelling. It's called the Arne Thompson classification system. And Sleeping Beauty, you'll be very interested to know this, Tom. Sleeping Beauty is known as a Type 410. Oh, they're my favourites. Yeah, I know, right? I thought that that was just what you got when a web page wouldn't load. But no, (laughs) it's a fairy tale, Tom. Uh, A 410 means it's a story about a princess in an enchanted sleep, which which does pretty much nail it. It's a good system. Uh, Unless they've just got a number for every single fairy tale. I'm glad someone... Uh, I uh, really (laughs)
0: am glad someone put all of the fairy tales onto a spreadsheet. I am delighted... It needed doing.
1: Yeah, you just type it in. It says, and it says, "Oh, there you go." So unless they've just got a number for every single fairy tale, it, the system kind of works. Walking mermaid, mate, that's a number three three three. Talking lines and an homage to Hamlet, that's a two oh six, mate. Pure two oh six right there. Slap a war again, we'll make it two oh seven. All right. <laughs> and it is actually a pretty cool system, and, and I won't take the piss out of it too much because the people who use it are incredibly defensive about
0: it. Are they? How like, did they you get find this get
1: out? Really fucking angry when people take the piss online reading through various forums uh, presumably they do get an awful lot of stick and an awful lot of jokes for working with fairy tales so they do get quite defensive over it but yeah anyway it's a number 410 fairy tale your standard napping lady as opposed to a 420 fairy tale which is about a load of peasants blazing a massive joint there you go bit of a weed joke for you there I didn't get it. No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> it's not really your bag, is it? very <laughs>
0: straight-laced, Sam. I didn't get it.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> One glass of wine and you've listed off the entire 50 failed dwarves of Snow White. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, fairy tales. Absolutely hideous until Disney comes along and fucks with them. So the earliest known version of Sleeping Beauty comes from a French collection of poems from the 14th century. So it's a really old story. Oh, blimey. Called Persephorist. And in this version of the story, a princess called Zelandine falls in love with a man called Troilus, uh, who is set a series of tasks by her father to prove that he's worthy as a potential husband. But uh uh-oh, at some point she falls into an enchanted sleep, your typical 410. And when he pops in to visit her, rather than trying to find a cure or, you know, pulling the covers over her to make her warm like a normal human (laughs) being would, instead he has his way with her. (laughs)
0: Oh, good grief.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit honourable. He leaves her his ring to say he's coming back, which is sort of like saying, I'll call you.
0: Yeah. have oh. just destroyed hers, he leaves his. God.
1: <laughs> Fuck's sake, Tom.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Even by our standards. Virginity
0: wow. I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> that is awful.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, the version I'm going to talk about is worse. What was his name? Rehypnol. What was his name? <laughs> Troilus, which sounds like a typical dirtbag in a club name, doesn't it? Yeah, Troy. He's
0: in the American football team, part of a fraternity.
1: Yeah, he gets off because he's a well-known American swimmer.
0: Yeah, oh yes, that's the route I was
1: going to go down there. <laughs> yes. yes. So there's another similar version of a story in Germanic tradition, which involves Brunhild, the legendary Germanic hero. But today I'm mostly going to talk about the version that was published in Italian by the poet, soldier, and nobleman for hire, Gian Battista Basil in 1634. Ooh. It was actually published just after he died. A lot of
0: lovely Italian feel we've got to this podcast.
1: I know, right? Well, you're going to love the Italian that I spout in a second, Tom. I think you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> and this version was published just after he died, and this is the first properly published version of the story. And so it... It's really the first time it's sort of becomes set in stone So that's right. the version I'm going to talk about today And I'm going to talk about it for that historically valid reason And not because it's the most disgusting version um, <laughs> And I think you'll like this Tom Because before I go into the story I want to tell you the name of Basile's anthology of stories It's called The Tale of Tales Or Entertainment for Little Ones Is the full name Right. And, and I think you'll like this Tom Because guess what the uh, Neapolitan Italian translation of Tale of Tales is I don't know. Cunto di Conti. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the full title conti. of this book is Ed lo Cunto delle Conti, ovvero lo trattenimento di peccirile. <laughs> that
0: sounded like an Italian satellite TV programme. It really did. It did, didn't and it? And it, it would have had a lady with... Barely any clothes on, walking around. Yeah. yeah.
1: Brilliant. At any rate, this book is definitely not going to entertain little ones. It's really going to scar them. Although, children can be quite horrible, Tom. I don't know if you remember this. I've got three. Do you remember? I know that. (laughs) Do you remember, Tom? A lovely tale from our past. Just after we finished university and we were kind of waiting around for our results, we went to a museum in Birmingham, didn't we? Which is called the Black yes, Country we did. Museum. Yes, And it's it's a museum that's basically it's a recreation of a 150-year-old Industrial Revolution town. And they have, in this museum, a reconstruction of a mine. And it gets very dark in there and you can wander around this mine and, <laughs> and look at how all of the children died. Oh, you know where dear. this is going.
0: Don't carry on.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so you and me were going, we were going on this tour. And there was a school group in there, and it was very dark, and a little shadow moved in the corner. And the little girl in this school group, who can't kind have of been more than seven or eight, said, What's that? And a little boy piped up in the proudest moment for little boys everywhere said, It's a dead body. And she started bawling her eyes out. Because kids are horrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Anyway. The original written italian version of sleeping beauty is called sun moon and talia and some aspects of the story are pretty familiar so i'm going to rattle through those a great lord has a daughter called talia but at the birth a group of wise men called in to bless her instead warned that she'll be poisoned by a piece of flax or wool cursed by an evil fairy in the brothers Grimm and disney versions it's a spindle so, either way, an extra four points in the classification system for cotton related peril. <laughs> anyway, Lord Panics bans all cotton and cotton related accessories and paraphernalia from the castle forevermore.
0: What are they wear in Lycra? What?
1: Nothing. Silk. Yeah, Lycra. <laughs> Active wear.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Just Gore Tex. They walked between their <laughs>
1: yoga classes. Indeed, Tom, indeed. You never yes. know
0: when you're going to have to downward dog.
1: <laughs> no, but. Dirty Bin Dwarf does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was her name? Dumpy Dirty (laughs) Deffy. Dumpy Dirty
1: Deffy. Anyway, as time grows on, Talia grows up. She's beautiful, yada yada yada. We know this bit. Sees old lady spinning yarn, has a crack, boom. Finger pricked, falls down, apparently dead. Now, here's where we can start undisnifying this story, Tom. A bit like de-Stalinisation, except in reverse, because this way round, now everybody dies. Uh it's not as funny as I planned it in my head. So the Lord is overcome with gr- <laughs> the lord is overcome with grief at his daughter's apparent death, but he can't bear to bury her. So instead he lays her in state in one of his family's old abandoned halls, old abandoned mansions, and leaves her there. Now sometime
0: later I've, what's I've got a bed ride there. Take her to a circus. Paint (laughs) her. Cover her in wax. Yeah, you can make a lot of money out of that, as we found out in last week's episode.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say take her to a surgeon. Uh, Yeah, that's possibly a better idea. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, to to some kind of medical professional. But no, he just carts her off sadly to an abandoned mansion and leaves her there. Mm. Anyway, sometime later, what's this? A king appears, Tom. A noble king. That's right. No Prince Charming here. We've gone up in the world. Now, this king's been out hunting in the woods and loses his falcon. Honest, Gov, I was just out looking for my bird. Not uh, looking for birds. <laughs> He goes into the hall, because that's where birds of prey naturally hide, Tom. They go into houses, not trees, in the woods where he is. And what does he find in this
0: hall, Tom? So you reckon he got a tip-off, I reckon you? he got a tip-off,
1: the dirty, dirty bastard. He got a yes. tip-off. He got
0: a tip-off by Purvy the dwarf. I mean, <laughs> 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 he's been snooping around with Snoopy, the dwarf. Yeah. Hey... <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of dwarves looking
1: for work going around, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, about, f- about 50, 50 of them. 50 un- <laughs> yeah, God, the unemployment rate in the dwarven communities skyrockets, it hasn't it since the Great Depression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> since that, seven since in work, 50 closed out? all those mines,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what an 18% employment rate, Jesus. Right. So yes, the king, somehow looking for his falcon, which of course has gone missing, wanders into this house, and lo, what does he discover, Tom? What does he discover? a sleeping beauty well not a sleeping beauty because as far as anyone knows she's dead so what he actually finds Tom is a a dead beauty (laughs) it's a corpse and the first thing he thinks is (laughs) well Tom apparently he does try to wake her up but he has no luck and then here's a quote from the book I'm going to do this in an Italian accent because fuck it, why not? (laughs) Crying aloud, he beheld her charms and felt his blood course hotly through his veins. He lifted her in his arms and carried her to a bed where he gathered the first fruits of her love. So, he doesn't even just leave her lying in a coffin, Tom. He takes her off to a bed and has his way with her. I
0: like the way they're trying to describe it as a romantic gesture.
1: Yes. (laughs) Like
0: he takes her in his arms.
1: From the coffin. And
0: then fucked Um, her madly (laughs) without being able to feel her pulse. Indeed, yeah. Oh, God.
1: This is the Game of Thrones version of Sleeping Beauty. He leaves the apparently dead and now also ravaged body of Sleeping Beauty on the bed and fucks off home. Nine months later, boom, twins. Turns out Enchanted Flax is better than any kind of epidural because she sleeps through the entire thing. What? So she gives... Who's checking on her? No, literally no one. No one's checking on her, Tom. She's in an abandoned mansion and she's just been shagged and now she just pops out twins nine months later whilst sleeping through the entire
0: thing. Jeez. Yeah. Which dwarf did that? Was that (laughs) midwifey? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for y <Forcepsy. laughs>
0: <This> is <irony. laughs> yeah.
1: That's the one with a particularly good nose. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <sighs> what you're left with now is an apparently dead woman and two twins. Now the twins, for reasons unknown, managed to get on fine on their own for a bit until one day the daughter can't find her mother's breast. And so instead she sucks on her finger. And what that does is it pulls out the splinter of yarn oh. and Talia wakes up. Oh my God, she's not dead, Tom. How unfortunate. And then with seemingly very little confusion about where the fuck she is, where these two screaming children came from and why there's a note in Royal scroll on a Bedside Table saying some king's got to get them a coffee and we'll be right back, she sets on with being a great mother and she calls the kids Sun and Moon, hence the title of the story, Talia, Sun and Moon.
0: Right. How was she... I mean just just working through the logistics of this.
1: Yes. She, yeah. I mean,
0: how does she boggles I mean, the mind. I, mean, I, mean, I don't think she'd have been producing the best quality breast milk if she wasn't actually No, she's been anything. lying
1: there for several years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I get the impression Basile possibly didn't know that much about childbirth.
0: Have you ever eaten lactation cookies? Sam? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, let me just check the snack cupboard. No, no, yeah, ladies make them when they're breastfeeding, and I was quite disappointed after I had one that I didn't produce milk. <laughs> you just dipped it in milk. What? What? My nipple? <laughs> no, no, the, the biscuit. You...
1: Oh, Tom, you're making my life difficult.
0: <laughs> now that's a show you'd pay to see, isn't it? A man. I'm not sure I would dipping his hairy nipples in milk. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply dippy about
1: my dippy <laughs> nipples. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Deeply dippy about my milky nips.
0: <laughs> Just the milky tips. <laughs> my large aola la- <laughs> <laughs> Dipping
1: over and over.
0: <laughs> oh, my tits. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, surprise surprise. One day the king is bored, and what happens, Tom, is bloody Kestrel goes missing again, doesn't it? Oh, oh no. I bet it's in that same abandoned house again. <laughs> the king rocks up hoping for round 2. But when he gets inside, oh god, this is awkward. She's awake, and she's got his kids. Oh, problem is, Tom. What a mistake to make. The problem is, Tom, the king's already married the massive twat. Oh. So what does he do? He fucks right off home again. Now, here's an interesting thing, Tom. It's believed that at this point, the original story ends. The oral, traditional version of the story ends. But that is a rather (laughs) unsettling... At this point... Don't laugh at... At this point, don't use the word oral, please. (laughs) But it's a tradition, Tom. It was his birthday. (laughs) So this is the point at which the oral, traditional story ends. But that is a rather unsatisfying finale, isn't it? So, it's thought Basile may have tacked on another fairy tale to the end at this point to make it a more complete story. So here is part two, which is even more immoral than part one. Even more inappropriate for kids. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So now... (laughs) so now the king's in a bit of a pickle and it's getting to him and one day whilst he's having a nap the queen his wife hears him calling out Talia and the kid's names in his sleep and she is pissed off so she forces the king's secretary to tell her everything because clearly the secretary would know what he's been up to, right, Tom? It's all in the file of facts. Yeah,
0: that's what. Uh, the file of facts. Yeah. Why does he king... check up
1: on that? Yeah, June eighteenth, a little light, like, supposed necrophilia. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> June seventeenth. Oh shit! Kestrel's gone missing. <laughs> yeah, he cancelled his nine o'clock to go look for his Kestrel. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why does a king need a secretary?
1: I don't know. To. Keep track of all his misdemeanours. Yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely, the Queen is clearly and obviously livid. But it turns out she and the King are a perfect dickhead match for each other because she decides to get revenge, Tom. And how does she do that? She uh, craps in his pillowcase. No, that would that that's a very good idea though. Throws
0: dead hedgehogs it is Peugeot two oh five.
1: Oh now the two hundred five Tommy's your classic long nosed wooden doll story. No, you confuse <laughs> there. No, Tom. What she does is she decides to get revenge on the king by killing the kids that he's got absolutely no interest in helping to raise and has already abandoned them and their mother. Ugh. That'll show him. Ugh. So she forges a letter from the king calling Sun and Moon to the court. And when they're there, she orders the palace chef to kill them, cook them and serve them to the king to eat. Oh. Now, not being a psychopath and not really knowing how to properly cook and season a human newborn, the cook says, fuck this, and he hides them and cooks a couple of lambs instead. The Queen, convinced by this, then forces the King to eat the lot while she laughs at him and taunts him about the delicious meal he's enjoying.
0: And he's busy going, "Well, right, it's actually quite nice, yeah, it tastes like lamb. Uh, exactly. It's actually yeah. a really nice yeah. lamb. He's like, oh, do oh, have yeah, oh, oh, nice like more if
1: you're going to put it in front of me. Yeah, but It's, it, it's yeah. just oh, lamb. I'll have two whole lambs, yeah. yeah. Okay, I've got any um, Yeah,
0: sauce. Okay.
1: Meanwhile, the Queen has Talia arrested and orders her to be burnt at the stake building a big old log fire in the palace courtyard. Now, at this point, Talia for reasons unknown asks the queen if she can strip off before her execution. Because nothing makes an already bad story more inappropriate for kids, Tom, than stripping.
0: <laughs>
1: it is Italian, Sam. It is Daytime Italian. TV. It is Italian. <laughs> yeah. Now, the queen for reasons absolutely unknown says Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Here's a So She's already got a steak, Tom. (laughs) And so Talia proceeds to do possibly literature's least sexy striptease, and I'm saying this as a big fan of my dad wrote a porno. (laughs) Uh, So she slowly strips off, and every time she removes a bit of clothing, she screams horrifying blood-curdling screams. Left sock. Da, 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 da. Right sock. Scarf et cetera et cetera <laughs> The king, meanwhile, overhears all this and thinks, God, I know those blood curdling screams. I've been to that strip club. <laughs> I know. I...
0: That's nightshade.
1: <laughs> that sounds like
0: Dumpy Dirty. <laughs> dumpy dirty slutties, that it again. <laughs> dumpy <be> dirty hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: we shouldn't laugh Tom she's got to make ends meet ever since the mining work dried up <laughs> oh dear uh, yeah <laughs> so anyway <laughs> so the king rushes to save his favourite dwarven stripper slash mother to his two illegitimate children
0: oh dear.
1: <laughs> and as he runs outside the queen declares that ha ah, ha ha I've got you you've just eaten your own children and now you can watch that sleeping bitch get roasted but instead the king steps in and orders that the queen the cook and his secretary get burned at the steak instead what did the cook ah, do ha. wrong well Tom the cook jumps out and says whoa, whoa 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 you madge wait a second your kids aren't dead I've saved them they're here hidden in this cupboard what a heroic ending. Wow. They're here
0: for you today.
1: <laughs> yes, and you're still disinterested in them. This was um, this is You're your still night. a terrible dad and an awful person. <laughs> but anyway, so what a heroic ending and the queen gets burned and so does the poor secretary who actually really had nothing to do with this but but he gets he gets burned as well. Was it a he? In a happy twist?
0: Uh yes. A bit weird, isn't it? Male secretary, that's like having a female doctor, isn't it? A bit weird. <laughs> Does that happen in real life?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, before our audience get too angry, both of our wives are doctors. (laughs) So, God, we should make this absolutely clear. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The king marries Talia... All rape is overlooked and conveniently forgotten, and the chef is suddenly promoted to royal chamberlain, which is kind of like the palace manager and a position he clearly doesn't have the CV for, <laughs> with no management experience whatsoever. But anyway, that's by the by. That's just me reading too much into into the details so of the story.
0: What you know is it, Sam? Too, you know, yeah. absolutely does a
1: fantastic lamb. Clearly capable of managing the finances of an incredibly complicated managerial household Particularly, system.
0: Particularly now the secretary's
1: died. You know, it's yeah. Absolutely. First thing, clean that mess up. There is actually a moral to this story, Tom. Is there? There's a moral to the story. Don't rape corpses. Is that what it is? Well, it, it rhymes for a start and it is the last line. It's the last line of this story in the book. What do you, well, you've already said rape, so that's your guess.
0: It's not that, Tom. Don't rape. I oh, know, but it had to it's rhyme. A, hold on. It has to rhyme. OK. <clears throat> it's not great to indulge in rape. That was a half rhyme. Or he who rapes gets
1: into scrapes. Possibly. No, it's not that either. It's, he who has luck may go to bed and bliss will reign upon his head. Ah, That's right, Tom. The moral of this absolutely horrendous story of induced coma, attempted necrophilia, near cannibalism and human incineration, the moral of this Kill Bill-esque story is, if you're lucky, good things can happen whilst you're sleeping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is incredibly patronising and sexist, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'll play cards right. You might get raped while you're asleep. Yeah, you might get ripped by a king. Uh, yeah, you never know. Oh, God. Who knows? Your kids
1: could be brutally ripped from you and you believe that they're dead, but actually they're not dead and then you could be burnt at the stake and have to strip naked in front of the entire royal court. <laughs> lucky
0: you! you... <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard!
1: <laughs> but, hey, a nice man's noticed you, eh? <laughs>
0: Oh, a spit in the Christ. eye, is it? Oh, he must Yeah, I should be so lucky. <laughs> oh. And so I was quite disappointed when it started off with the word luck. I thought we were going to go down a different <laughs> avenue with this rhyming end. <laughs> if you get into a bit of luck... And apparently, dead lady, you
1: might... <laughs> find in a mansion, bring back to life.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> what, what was that accent? That looks know. like a bad 1970s know. television magician. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: now, look at this one. First, we're going to saw her in half, <laughs> and then we're going to fuck the cops. <laughs> 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 With sawed her in half, we don't need the top half. Off the stage, she goes.
0: Nah. Going <laughs> to have a member of the audience come up to <laughs>
1: stage. <laughs> You'll want to film this, love. You'll want to film <laughs> no, this. Pick a come-down, only Come-down. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, this is truly dreadful. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, it should be that, just to tidy this up at the end, there is a slightly cleaner version of this story that came about 60 years later. There was a Frenchman called Charles Perrault who published a version called The Little Briar Patch. Which is much more like the Disney film. There's fairies that do the blessings at the beginning. Angry Forgotten Fairy does a curse to kill her with a spindle. Another fairy undoes half the curse. Blah, 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 blah. True love's first kiss. All of that bollocks. The prince does kiss her and wake her in this version of a story. Then they get married in secret and have kids. So far, so good. The prince's mother, again, a queen disagrees with the secret marriage though she happens to be a literal ogre and demands that the kids are cooked and the rest of the story goes pretty much the same way the kids are hidden blah 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 blah. she ends up falling into a bath of snakes still <laughs> horrible but not nearly as Very bad nice. so there we go tom that is the particularly awful story of sleeping beauty fantastic i have no more giggles left to give no, it's an emotional roller coaster. I feel exhilarated and drained at the same time. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I have had a lot of fun this week. It's absolutely horrific story, but I've thoroughly enjoyed researching it and telling
0: it. Oh, good job. I think my Jimmy Hill bit's going to get cut out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you only, you only come to this realization now. Yeah, I really, out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll release that as bonus content. Oh, so, what are we going to do next week then, Sam?
1: I had an idea, but I don't know if you've got any ideas. What did you think? What did you have? Well, Tom. I was thinking Great
0: Escapes. Hmm yes, we can go with that. I'll no doubt find some shipwreck somewhere that I can work with. (laughs) I thought you might. Another (laughs) tale of human ingenuity and having to eat your own legs. Yeah, hopefully somewhere on on the continent of Australia.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Bruce. Yes, good. We'll roll with that. I like that suggestion. Great escapes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I hope you've had as much fun listening to this podcast as we've had making it. I think this is probably the most I've laughed since the no-legged Mexican general from many, many weeks back. <laughs> the Pastry Wars, that's what it was, wasn't it? <laughs> the Pastry Wars, our episode yeah. on food. I've not enjoyed myself so much since that. <laughs> I certainly haven't hurt laughing as much, which which I feel really bad about in one way because it's, uh, <laughs> you know, the topic of the story. But uh, but in another way, oh. brilliant. I've had so George much fun. dwarf
0: character again? Burpee. <laughs> was it Burpee? <laughs> burpee.
1: Oh, Christ. Yeah, God. Oh, it oh, seems like such a long time ago now. <laughs> I was something. I used I could
0: have been something, Rocky.
1: Uh... (laughs) I once caused structural damage to men's Chinese theatre. I let out a burp so bad. And now look at me. Now he's American, actually, wasn't he? I was thinking
0: that. We've gone back to the 1970s magician again. (laughs) (laughs) Whose encore is a magical burp?
1: I used to be able to burp in colours. You could hear colours. Look at
0: burping colours.
1: (laughs) A burp so loud it caused hallucinogenic tripping. I'm realising now that I'm starting to sound like Gilbert Godfrey, you did (laughs) Iago. Aladdin. right let's wrap this one up well i hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as i've said already if you have enjoyed it please do subscribe to us it makes a huge difference leave us a nice review on your app of choice particularly if you're listening on apple music podcast or itunes or anything uh, anything apple related and do follow us on social media as well if you search for that was genius on major social media platforms you will find us there
0: we'll see you next week For The Great Escape. Good wrap up, Sam. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye.